Hi, and welcome to Leading with Style, a podcast about how fashion can unlock your style, ignite your confidence, and bring you more success in your fabulous life. My name is Libby Alloway, and for over three decades, I've loved working in the worlds of fashion and business. I'm a personal stylist, business mentor, public speaker, TV presenter, author, and most particularly, I'm on a mission to bring increased confidence to women through the transformative power of fashion and reconnecting you with the most important person in the room, you. You'll hear my personal style advice and hear from incredible women in leadership about how they rose to the top, stood out from the rest, and created success through leading with style. I'm so glad you've joined me. Let's get started. Well, happy Monday, and we are welcomed by Michelle Bowditch, who is a pretty awesome human being, but before we find out how awesome she is, I will share her bio with you, and you'll see what I mean. Michelle is a business strategist. She's a CEO. She's a cheerleader, mentor, and founder of Door 20A and the Australian Assembly of Admins. Throughout her career, she has earned a reputation for driving success and igniting leadership as a dynamic CEO, accomplished business strategist, and dedicated cheerleader. With a proven track record working with renowned global brands, including Optus, American Express, Deloitte, APA Group, Qantas, Australian Unity, Lottery Corporation, and News Corp, she is known for her transformative work in propelling organizations to new heights of achievement and prosperity. Her true passion lies in delivering impactful strategies and visionary leadership, making her a sought-after consultant and keynote speaker for businesses seeking growth and transformation within the administrative and business support functions. So I told you she was fabulous. So thank you, Michelle. Thanks for joining us. And um, what a bio. Tell us a little bit about your business from your perspective and what is your business and who do you serve? Good morning, Libby. Thank you for having me here. It's a bit of a tongue twist. I just say to everyone, triple A's is the easiest way to describe it. Who am I? Look, I think my fun, but also my most passionate thing I love doing is cheerleading. And I'd like to say that I get in the tutu and I have the red pom-poms out, which I don't own a tutu and I don't have pom-poms, but I literally do that um, in a metaphoric way. And I think for me is, is that We've learned so much over the last couple of years, Libby, with COVID and lockdown um, about ourselves as humans, this mental health journey, um, but also how to live, live our best life. And I think being a cheerleader is just something I truly love to do. And whether it be popping into someone's DMs and giving them a quote for the day or say I'm thinking about them, but also helping them on their journey journey of life. Um, I just love cheerleading. So, and I can do that in lots of different ways. I have two businesses, as you mentioned, Door 20A and the AAAs. Um, very different businesses, very different outcomes, very different deliverables, but also different people that I'm um, dealing with. And I think if I can compare the two businesses, Door 20A is literally the whole cheerleading piece with mentoring and, you know, uh, connecting with people. But then the AAAs for me is very much an advocacy, research, education and awards piece. And, you know, not only um, just last week I was down in Canberra and I did have to put on the the black suit and the white pearls. I didn't have my tutu and pom-poms, but <laughs> underneath my skin I did. But it's that piece of showing up, um, being that true self and being passionate about what you're, you know, what is your why? 
And why do we get up in the morning? And why do we do what we do? It's that constant why. And for me, I, it's always cheerleading across both my businesses, but also in life, whether I'm down there talking to the, the guy that's making my beautiful espresso on every Monday morning where I get two espressos, not a double, but two different. I, I'm, I love the two different cups. I don't love the double altogether. I but think just so many people like that. What is that? I don't know, but it's it's that cheerleading piece. It's about bringing the joy out of people. And, you know, one of the other things that I always say is, you know, owning the season of life that we're in, Lib, um, and we're all on our own journey. We're all our own unique you. So don't compare. Don't Comparison is a thief of joy, as we say. And I think that for me, if I can encapsulate one word of what I do across corporate, small businesses, startups, women in, in business, entrepreneurs, is I'm a great cheerleader. So. Ain't that the truth? And I know that. I've been on the receiving end of that, luckily, fortunately enough for me. So just tell me when you're cheerleading or you're doing your corporates or your corporate keynotes, your main client would be who? Is that the, so you're dealing with um, the AAA, so it's all about the administrative services for corporates. So who is your main person that you're speaking to, I I guess, with cheerleading and covering? Yeah, I think from a AAA's perspective, you know, obviously we've got um, 160 different job titles in our profession. So I'm dealing with all those different um, individuals. Um, we are a profession that is 83% women. But I'm also engaging with the HR leaders, the recruiters, the CEOs, because there's this piece um, in the administrative profession about you're just the admin and they are unvalued unseen and unheard. So how do we elevate that through conversation? So it could be, you know, I'm working with a large corporate at the moment and we're doing a road mapping session and we're really trying to get the architecture together of what their business needs to look like from an administrative perspective. And it's really, you know, looking at that person when you first meet on the reception all the way up to the EA, to the CEO, or the chief of staff. So the conversation is wide. It's varied. You know, I'm not afraid to tap on any door. Um, you know, sometimes it takes a little bit harder. I know. I've seen that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, and, and this is the interesting thing. So I am a cheerleader, but I also have my cheerleaders. And cheerleading is a doubles game. It's a person receiving the cheerleading and the person doing the chilling. So you can't do this by yourself. So Triple A's is, is, you know, very much corporate focus, um, whereas Door 28 is very much an individual thing. So, you know, um, I just uh, launched my um, latest keynote, which is Embracing a Spare Tire. So, you know, got the opportunity to test that last week in Melbourne, and you know, to an audience of 120 women. And it was really interesting because doesn't matter about your title, doesn't matter about your postcode, doesn't matter about the car you drive or the clothes that you're wearing. We all have imposter syndrome. We all lack confidence. Um, and how do we show up to embrace that situation or that season that we're in? So Door 28 is fun for me. I love it. Um, but it is very much an ind- individual piece from the mentoring program, but then also dealing with a lot of women as well. I'd like to say I have men clients in Door 28, but it's all females, unfortunately. Well, not for <laughs> we're just passionate about women. We love men, but we're passionate about women. So just before we get onto your new keynote, your mentoring and your advocacy around supporting EAs has never been done before. So this is a whole new roadmap yeah. for you, I guess. So and you've I guess what's your background with that? How, where has that come from? Where's your passion come from? Yeah, so um 
before being a business owner, I was like probably many um, women um, at my age. We, I was in corporate life. So my last um, corporate gig was I was EA to a CEO of a startup tech business, um, which is called Clips or Solar. So I have worked on the tools. I've been in the trenches. I've carried around the handbags. I've done the expense reporting. I've managed and juggled multiple calendars, inboxes and diaries. So, um, and it was for me, you know, leaving corporate to going into um, business owner world wasn't a, you know, I'm going to do it maybe one day. It was literally, I walked into our co-working space in 2019. This was before COVID and we were, we were working in co-working space and I'd just come back from Silicon Valley. I did an incubation. So I understood Zoom. I understood Teams, all the stuff that we're using today. Um, and my CEO at the time, she literally said to me, Mish, I have to let you go. I need your salary. We need to split it between three roles that we don't have funding for and we're not getting that funding for another couple of months. And it was really funny because everyone goes, you know, how did you react? Did you scream? Did you shout? Did you cry? Mm-hmm. And for me, it was like, well, no, I actually didn't because I had a trusted leader um, who valued me, who always cheerleaded for me, and we worked in partnership together. So no conversation was difficult. No conversation was easy on that other thing. But for me, I've done it. And I think one of the other things that I think that because I've been able to jump to the other side of the fence of advocating for these individuals is I still to this day, I will jump back on the tools when needed. And what I mean by that is an EA could ring me and say, hey, I'm going on two two weeks leave. We've got board papers due. Can you sit in my seat for two weeks just to support the board? I go, fine. If it's diligent, which is a tech platform, I'll do it. But then on the other thing is, is that, you know, it could be um, uh, I I got a call recently family members just passed away, got some urgent matters due, can you support the CEO or the marketing person for two days? So I'm, I'm jumping on and off the tools when I can, but also when I ask. It's not a service that I advertise. So for me, it's staying relevant as to actually what's mm. happening as well. Yeah. Um, so for me, yeah, the advocacy piece, I, I think more than anything is because I've been on the tools, I understand the challenges. But what I didn't have before was research and data. And I think with anything we do, you know, in any business, whether it be large, medium or small, is having research in data is really important for the change piece, the innovation piece and the growth piece. And I think that's why AAAs is a team. It's just not me. We have a board of directors now. We did a name change, which was a tongue twister for you. And we started off simply as an awards platform, but we're much more than that now. And I think, you know, if I look at one piece of key research and data, which is really imperative for our profession, is the latest data has come out for on the gender pay gap. And for every dollar that a man earns in our profession, the female only earns 82 cents of that dollar. Wow. And that's what you're going to Canberra and advocating for. Yeah. And the super and talk, as well. Yeah, and the super payments. Whatever, whatever topic of discussion um, that is, you know, burning on the ends of everyone's tongue or frustrating them or challenging them, you know, that's something that we will advocate for. So a a simple one would be if we see a job description advertised and it has this massive title but with this really small salary and the job description doesn't match either, that's when our team will pick up the phone or they'll send an email. Libby, lots of doors do get slammed in our face but for us, it's about continuing that fight and changing the narrative and being part of the discussion. Okay, if you want this lovely big title, but you're only paying this, why? Where is the mismatch in the conversation? Why did the two not connect? So for us, it's not about just you've got to change it. It's about 
what problem can we help you solve? And often they think that they need this big title with a small salary and they don't know how to match the two. And they don't actually need, they don't actually understand, you know, what does this leader need from a support perspective? And, and then what does the business need? And that's where the disconnect is. So it's like kind of we're trying to connect the dots. So do you then go in, so you're the advocate for EAs for um, wage increases and descriptions of what they do. So when you go into a corporate, do you have a roadmap that you take them through? How does that work? So we had this little Bible called the Global Skills Matrix. So the Global Skills Matrix came out in 2021 um, and it has been written by the World Administrators Alliance. So that's like a global governing body. It's like a union or a thing. Uh, it's not a membership based or anything like that, but they brought out the Global Skills Matrix and it's a really simple document. Um, and it talks about, it doesn't talk about job titles because we've got 160 different job titles, Liv. Like that's a lot. Oh, wow. wow and you can call yourself whatever. And yeah. when we focus on the title piece, we actually forget about the skills and the task and who this individual is. Mm. So this matrix is a very simple document and on one page, on page 15, it, it lists from level one to level five and it talks about each of the skills that you collect in your toolkit along your career. And then you flip to page 16 and then it says, when I've got these skills and I'm a level three administrator, these are all the tasks I can perform. So it removes the stigma of the job title saying, I need an EA to a CEO. Because to an EA to a CEO of what one person does, say EA to the CEO at QBE versus the EA to the CEO at Canva is a very different remit. Yes, yeah. And you're there to just help all these people get get their lanes straight, stay in yeah. their lanes and do their job so that everyone's clear about what they're doing. Well, yeah. that's biggest cheerleading ever. <laughs> So you just touched on earlier that you've got a new um, a new keynote speak for <laughs> your corporates, yep. which has something to do with a spare tire. So you'll have to explain that to the listeners because I don't, you know, it's spare tire and EA's advocacy. How does that fit in? Yeah. So um, embracing the spare tire is my new keynote out of Door Twenty Eight. Um, so how did it come about, Lib? Well, recently I turned fifty. <gasps> wow yay <laughs> so i'm entering the the second century of my life which is going to be the best thing and i think a few things <laughs> happened there. um prepping to turn 50 is i did this 75 day challenge um i am a walker i'm all about you know embracing this mental health journey that one in three of us are on actually i think it's one in two We'll have to ask our friend Chelsea. She'll have the answer for that. Yeah, it's probably um, one in two. I would think you're probably right, sadly. Yeah. For me, walking has been my, re- my my thing. So, you know, earlier this year, I went on this journey of 75-day challenge. So I was walking 120 to 140 k's a week. I was carrying a weighted vest, which looked like an army vest. Everyone thought I was going to kill them uh, when I was out in the street. <laughs> but for me, it was a huge shift. So, But I also had to understand my gut health because my body's changing. Um, understanding, you know, what I can put in my mouth versus the time of day of what I'm putting in, plus also the exercise and the hand and the piece. So I went through this challenge and it was incredible, came out the other end. But what I didn't expect is after my 50th birthday is I um, accidentally, and this is going to sound weird, I accidentally discovered I had two fractures in my foot. So I had a bit of pain, Libby, and, you know, we as women were resilient. You accidentally discovered that. <laughs> I thought I had a corn or a callus. <laughs> wow. Okay. And then I go to the doctors and the doctor tells me, you haven't got a corn or a callus and actually you've got two fractures, not one fracture. 
So from that, I've had to have surgery. I've had to, um, one of the fractures has been pinned and the other had cartilage damage, so they fused all of that. Anyway, long story short is I'm now currently in a moon boot um, for three to five months. Wow. So what and, and we've established that sadly not a Prada moon boot. No. <laughs> <laughs> I did go and see our friend Jimmy Chu, but he didn't have anything. <laughs> But for me, what instantly happened, Liv, is I went from being, you know, exercising so much and eating, you know, a healthy diet to everything just stopping because I literally, I've got a, you know, I don't even know how many kilos on my foot, right? And what had happened is my menopause then went into overdrive because I wasn't feeding and nourishing it really, really well in the way that I need to do something like that because I'm knee deep in menopause. Then I wasn't exercising and literally... And I had three, I've got three children with three cesareans. So for anyone that's had a cesarean and didn't do the Pilates in the sit-ups after the cesarean, because we thought we were resilient in our younger years. We you were, had, yeah. You had this extra layer above your uh, Caesar scar. So now my Caesar scar has grown into, has, has, um, has, you know, pretty much grown, grown into a spare tie that now sits around my hips and waist. Something oh. I've never had in my, never had in my life. But this is his piece is that, you know, I couldn't control this. It happened. And a lot of people said to me, but you're always smiling, you're always happening. But for me, I'm owning the season of life I'm in, right? Totally, totally. We have to do that. And I'm embracing the spare tire. It turned up on my front doorstep. The man, the courier delivered it, tapped on my front doorstep and basically said, here it is. And I went, holy moly. And immediately I wanted to return it to sender and say, I don't want this delivery. I love it. But I can't. So how do I embrace it? And and I think the thing is, you know, in the first week when I could not leave my lounge room and my foot was elevated because of the swelling and all of that, is I was eating hamburgers and they were very delicious. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is that my menopause didn't like it, my body didn't like it. I wasn't moving. So for me, it's how do we embrace the spare tire when it's, when our, something happens in our life? We have no control. We can't change the situation. We just have to really embrace it. So for me, we all have, you know, it could be a tragedy. It could be a death. It could be a divorce. It could be changing locations of life. How are we embracing that? And for me, it's a spare tire. And literally when I get up on stage, you will see me with a blow-up spare tire around my waist. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Because like, I can't run around in my Prada high heels or my gym <laughs> But you know what that does, though? You standing up, and this is why you are such a great cheerleader, you standing up in front of a you know group of corporates with a spare tire is, number one, it's funny, so we love it. <laughs> but number two, and the reality of that is, is that you, if you are game enough and vulnerable enough to stand up and say, this is what's happening to me and I am going to embrace it because what is the alternative? You're giving permission to everybody else to do the same thing. And I think we as women in our, you know, in our prime, I'm going to say in our prime, in our best living life, yes, in our wisdom, yes, I think we owe it to each other to say, hey, it's okay. I'm Mm. not 22 anymore. I do not have that body anymore. I do not have that face anymore. But, hey, lucky me, I'm alive, I'm grateful, and these are the things we are grateful for. And that's what you're doing. And there's this piece called embracing it because we don't. No. We can choose not to. Um, So for me, so that's kind of the keynote, and I love, you know, I'm I'm sharing some key tips on, you know, how do we embrace this. Stillness is probably the, the biggest piece for me, like, 
I don't know about you, Libby, but I'm not a very still person. So how do I be still when I'm embracing a new season of life? And it just it just changes the way we do things. You know, today, as part of my rehab and recovery for the next um, three to five months, I'm going to a bathhouse and I'm having 90-degree saunas and then I jump in the ice bath, uh, which is cold. And then I jump back in the sauna, back in the ice bath. So it's helping my recovery and repair. It is helping the swelling and inflammation. But the other thing is there's all these other things that are attached to ice baths and saunas, like the sleeping, the breathing, like, you know, because I've got to get in the, in the ice bath. And if you don't get your breathing under control, then you're never going to adapt to that minus three degrees of that ice bath. But it's exhilarating. My skin as well, like, you know, I've got lipstick on today, but that's about it. Like my skin is changing. It's just that whole, embracing this different season of life that I'm in, I'm owning it 110%. And did my GPS send me on a a road that I didn't want to go down? Yes, it did. But hello, I'm owning what the road I'm on at the moment. So, And so what advice or what tips would you give to any woman who's going through, you know, she's at that certain age or maybe she's not, maybe she's just having massive life change, maybe it's work change, maybe it's employment change. What three things could you say to women to say, these are the tips that have got me through it and this is what you can do too. Knowing that the habits that you created before may not work for you now. Wow, okay, that's big. Because the thing is, and I'll give you an example, like, you know, my habit, I had a daily habit and structure when I got up. I'm an early morning riser. I have tradies in the house. They get a hot meal and a hot breakfast before they leave the house and then I would go on my day and do my walks. Can't do that anymore. So what does my day look like and what am I doing? And I've changed my um, incoming, I'm a listener of podcasts, not a reader of books. So what I'm taking in is very, very different. The other thing is, is, you know, I'm at a stage now where I can't go out of the house every day because if I do, I get a sore foot. So Hmm. changing the habits that I'm creating and the way that I'm turning up. Um, I'm now, I used to finish my day about lunchtime, two o'clock if I was working from home. I'm now finding this different creative side in the afternoon, which for me, I'm not a creative, but I've found something different. So the habits is the first thing. And then I think it's also creating the boundaries to say no. Mm, gosh, that's a big one. Yeah. How do you do that? Well, it's been hard. And I got some naughty notes last week at rehab because <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was doing good lib and um, and I wasn't. So like on Friday, I um, I had to go somewhere. So I got someone to drive me there. On the weekend, I pretty much did one activity on Saturday and one on Sunday. Today, I'm home all day. Tomorrow, I'm going to go out. The next day, I'm going to be home. So, And it's hard because we think we can do it and we think as women, but as humans, we're resilient. But the thing is, we have to look after our bodies as we get older. And one thing I read you said was you want to, it's time that you're rekindling the fire of self-care and determination. That is just such a beautiful quote because you know that we all talk about putting the oxygen mask on first but really do we do it no we do it and we've got to give each other permission to say hey it's okay if you've got to stay home today terrific lucky duck yeah and and I think that that's the thing like you know I've also changed my eating habits and my routine and the way I eat um, because obviously I'm not moving so 
um, you know, there's there's a lot of changes there. And if I do put a bowl of pasta in my mouth after four o'clock, then I know I'm going to pay for it the next couple of days. And that spare tire is going to be bigger. And I'm going to have to try and take the air out. And I can't take the air out. So I'm in trouble. So, but so also, I'm just thinking also when you're doing your keynote, and obviously I didn't, didn't hear your keynote, but, and I think we should buy you a tutu, but that's a whole other story. You've got your, your, um, safety ring what's it called your safety ring thing around yeah. tummy so what's the analogy there it's a question without notice sorry what's the analogy there to being in business or being an EA so talking to the people that you are that you're mentoring and cheerleading for what is the analogy is it about just embracing change is that what it is change because change happens to all of us mm. and what happens when change slaps us in the face the first thing we want to do as humans is run the other way. Mm. We take it on board and we just run with it and figure out what's going to happen later. I think as executive assistants, but also women in business and leadership, is the, the successful women in leadership, they are change makers and we know it's going to happen. And, you know, I think if we go back to that big C word is we didn't know that was going to happen. But businesses that have come out at the end successful, leaders that have come out, teams that have come out, they embrace the change. Mm. And I think one of the things I always say about great executive assistants or admin professionals, they have the solution to the problem before the problem occurs. Wow. How do they do that from experience? From experience. Like one of the things, okay, so here's an example. Um, and when I was my last um, EA to CEO, every time, so she would go to Dallas a lot. Um, and Dallas is an airport if everyone's been, you know, the, the weather is, you can't depend on the weather. You never know what's going to happen. So for me, I would, if, if, if it was the middle of the night or whatever, I would set my alarm half an hour before she was landing to check the weather conditions. And why I would do that is because either she would circle or couldn't take off depending on what was going on. So for me, I would have a driver on standby and a hotel booked. Wow. And so are these are things you tip when you're mentoring your EAs, are these the things they're asking you, like how do I how do I be better at what I do? How do I um what steps do I need to take? Because if you didn't think that, you'd never think it. So you need someone to tell you which is what you're doing. And this is a thing like diary management, for example. You know, I always talk about inboxes and I know how much you love sending emails. Don't send an email for the sake of sending an email. There's another way. We're great communicators as women, but also as EAs, admin professionals, whoever your title is, we are great communicators. So if we're sending an email for the sake of sending an email, we are, we are wasting someone's time and we're not creating efficiency. So for me, send emails when the business is critical. Everything else can, can, can be communicated in a different platform or quicker way. So Thank if you're – advice. It is. Well, if you're in the office and someone over there, Joe from accounts, you want to, you can't reconcile something, don't send him an email. Go up and get and talk to him and go and have that old fashioned conversation. Or, you know, if you want a one set, one, one word answer, don't send an email. Send him a text message, WhatsApp, voice audio. There's so many different ways to communicate these days. And I think this is what good, good human beings or great human beings, I should say, um, who are strategic business partners or who are great leaders, they understand the piece in change. And, you know, we'll go back to the chat GPT at the moment. Everyone's running, you know, you're either on this side of the fence or that side of the fence. For me, I'm on the fence that if it can create an efficiency in the way that I operate my day, my business and my teams, then I'm going to use it. Mm. But I'm not going to use it if if it's not going to create those efficiencies. But like any piece of technology, I always say, it's about the user using it and the outcome that you want to get out of it. Mm, mm. 
Okay, so speaking about outcomes, yes. let's move on to style because oh, yes. it is all about leading with style. <laughs> and so one of the things I know for you is you, every single time you're at an event or you're speaking or whatever, you've always got the fantastic suit or the fantastic dress on. doesn't matter where you are, you always look fantastic. But you've got a pink and red sort of slant in what you do, and that's your personal branding. Tell us about what that means to you. How did you come up with those colors and what does leading with style mean to you? Now, that's a big question. Big maybe. question. Okay. <laughs> so, this is this piece, like I'm a black person at the moment because I've got a spare tire. I am wearing more black to cover because it obviously does cover those extra bits. But for me, it's about having color in your life. It's about that joy piece. And, you know, wearing red lipstick at the moment, I've got red on my toes. I would like to wear red all the time, but some people find it quite intimidating. And I think for me, it's about putting it on a color of, uh, of my outfit, whether it be top, bottom, dress, whatever it may be, that makes me feel strong, that makes me feel confident. It makes me know that whatever challenge that I'm going to come up against, you know, whether I'm walking into a boardroom, when I'm connecting with a new mentee, what is it? And it's really funny because I often talk to people who wear black all the time and I say to them, what's your favourite colour? And they will give me a random colour that's not even black. And I say to them, why are you not wearing it? Mm. The first thing is either I can't or I'm not allowed or oh, I can't turn up in that colour to work. What will they think of me? Mm. But it doesn't. So for me, colour is joy and red is, you know, I, I do come from a golfing family. So Tiger Woods on his la- on the last round of each golf tournament, he always wore red because that was the winning colour. That was his power colour. Yes. Did not know that. Yeah. And that's look your at- power colour. <laughs> that's right. And I think pink, pink just brings a little bit more fun. So, um you know, most of the time you'll see me in pink and red at the moment. Unfortunately, you know, because of the spare tire, I'm now embracing a little bit more black, which is not my piece. But, you know, it could be on my shoes, it could be on my lips or, you know, my nails or whatever. I think colour is just, when we add colour to our lives, it's joy. That is so true because, you know, there's a whole conversation around the psychological impact of colour and what we wear. But that's, I mean, that's you. And when people see you when you're wearing, and you're the reds that you wear are beautiful reds. They're not sort of, I don't think, they're not in your face reds. They're deep blue tones of reds, Mm -hmm. blue tones of hot pinks. And it just, you go, oh, that's such a beautiful (laughs) colour. So lovely, happy. It is. And I think to answer your second part of the question, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, Look, I don't go, it's a little bit like the admin profession. I don't judge a book by its title. With clothing, I don't judge a book by its label. I judge it by how it's going to make me feel mm-hmm. and it's bringing out the true side. Like, is there's an authenticity piece? It's only a thing. And, you know, the last time we met, we had a dress on and I felt so amazing of it. And you're going, where is that brand? Where is that from? And for me, it's not an inexpensive brand. It doesn't have to be a lot of money. It can be a Kmart piece. Right. But I think sometimes as women, we think we need to have, you know, the Prada shoes and we need to have the Louis Vuitton handbag and we need to turn up in that Armani suit. No. I can't, I can't even get my waist in an Armani suit. I don't think I've ever been. <laughs> but the thing is also, you know, it's about how we feel when we put a piece of clothing on. It's it's like, you know, you had, um, I remember uh, listening to the podcast with the beautiful Philippa, you know, about the undergarments and that. And it, it is that true piece, you know. 
I'm exploding the top part of me as well as the bottom part. So I'm going to have to get new undergarments. But the thing is, when you've got the right things on, it's how it makes you feel. And- I know, and I'm looking at you thinking you look absolutely amazing. <laughs> absolutely right. We do not need to spend a lot of money on our clothes, nor do we need to have a lot of clothes, but we need to have the ones that make us feel fantastic. So talk to us about, as we finish off here, talk to us about what you've got coming up. You've got a new keynote. You've yep. got the awards coming up fairly soon. So mm-hmm. share with us and the listeners what that is, how they can get in contact with you so you can support them in what they do. Yeah, so um, if your GPS has sent you off the wrong track or life is just giving you a shitty season, connect with me. The mentoring program um, is starting up again in October um, and then the keynotes, um, I travel around Australia, so connect. I do cheerleading, confidence and now embracing the spare tyre. But also if you are listening and you have an admin professional working in your business that you truly want to reward and recognise because there's this other piece Libby, which we have talked about on lots of occasions, is women don't celebrate and cheerlead enough for each other. Mm -hmm. We are constantly thinking about how do we pull them down? Why have they got that? We look at social media and it's like, oh, why has she got that and I don't have this? For me, that is why cheerleading encompasses everything I do. I want to celebrate that you just got this job promotion. I want to celebrate that you're in Europe for five weeks and I wish I was there. You know, all these kind of things because you deserve it, you earned it. So for me, the AAAs is very much a, a huge cheerleading piece. The awards nominations are open until the 8th of September and then we'll see everyone on the red carpet on the 8th of November when we announce the winners. So, you know, connect with well, Where's me. that? Tell us where that is. Oh, we're having it at the Four Seasons. In, and- in Sydney? Sydney on the 8th of November. And I, hope, I hope you're going to be there because the theme for this year is Sydney Glamour. Oh, I love it. It's like the Met Gala for admin. Yes. <laughs> I love we're gonna have, it. We're going to have 350 people in there, so we hope the corporates buy lots of tables and things like that. But it's it, for me, it's another cheerleading piece. So I think probably the easiest way without confusing the two different platforms is connect with me on LinkedIn um, and then you can, you know, see what's happening and we can kind of go from there. But Libby, I think that the biggest thing is I always say to everyone to remind everyone that there's only one incredible you in this world. So be you, do you, amaze you. Oh, okay. And on that note, that is fantastic. Michelle Badditch, thank you very, very much. I will put all your details in the show notes. And I think it really is so important to have someone like you in your corner. And if there's anybody out there listening to this podcast who needs a bit of a celebration, you're the girl. So I will share all your information on the show notes. And Michelle, thank you so, so much for joining us today and sharing your wisdom in all that you do. Thank you, Libby Alloway. Thanks for listening to Leading with Style. I'm passionate about supporting women radiate confidence, presence and magnetism through the fabulousness of fashion. Jump on over to the website to see how we can work together through one-on-one styling sessions virtual styling sessions and corporate style workshops. And while you're there, don't forget to download your free seasonal capsule wardrobe guide and discover how you can create over 30 looks with just 10 items.